probably recording, and we are recording. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another beautiful edition of Skates to Throats. I'm your host, Dakota Lashock, and I'm joined today by my two good friends here. To my left, I've got Mr. Christopher Patton. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you doing, Dakota? I am doing wonderfully, and on the other side, I got my boy Keegan here. That's right, the other left. How's it going, everybody? Yeah, we got a we got a very special edition of Skates to Throats for you guys, because we're getting back to our basics. We strayed off course for a little while, but we're doing a rivalry today. We're going to talk about the Chicago Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings. And that's coming up after... Bro, I can't... After news. <laughs> I, I can't wait to talk about the Chicago Bulls and the Detroit Pistons. Yes, another good one, too. Chicago <laughs> and Detroit have, you know, really, they, they don't like each other in most sports. Yeah, it's turns fun. out that those two cities hate each other. And they're also, like, top, like, 15 murder places exactly. to go. So yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Murder makes people good, I guess. Or not, cause Chicago. Well, yeah, Chicago's not doing terribly, <laughs> but Detroit, on the other hand, Detroit's a uh, oh boy, that is just a that is a team that can't be put out of its misery soon enough. I, I think that sums up their entire season. Oh boy, yeah, I think just, that's what Yeiserman oh boy. says. Oh <laughs> boy, like the game footage. He's like, oh boy, I have a hell of a rebuild in front of me, boys. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll get through it. But anyway, wanted to uh, give you guys an update on rivalries. We're going to try to do them a bit more going forward, but we all here realize that eventually we're going to run out of stories. But uh, have no fear. We will instead be looking at just the wide, weird world of hockey. I think, like, weird players, weird goals, just weird shit I happen to enjoy finding out about. So I think that's a uh, think that's a good move going forward, and with that we will head right into the news on a fucking sad note because this happened right after the day after we did our episode last week. Uh, we were coming back. I think I was I had just finished having lunch with uh with my kid, and we were coming back, and uh, my Jennifer told me that uh, Kobe Bryant was trending and stuff, and I'm like, oh, it's probably because LeBron passed him in all time scoring and stuff, and. Well, we all know how Sunday went, and uh, I can say as a basketball fan, that's probably, uh, that's, you know, we don't lose big name athletes like this every day. This is not something, not someone like Kobe Bryant. Uh, just a terrible situation all around. Uh, just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the guy. You know, just give him our proper condolences because the man changed sports, sports in general. whoever wants to start. I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and take it off. <clears throat> As someone who I'm not a great basketball fan, I'm not. But players like Kobe Bryant, they don't come around often. Absolutely not. And I'm going to sound like a broken record for the 8,000 people on Twitter that are saying the same thing. But you're right. He definitely did change the game of basketball. You know, people had to think, all right, how am I going to defend against Kobe Bryant? How do I defend against that? It's he's one of those players that for will forever and always be looked at as one of the greats. And it, (laughs) I remember I just saw the TMZ, you know, TMZ pop up that uh, Kobe Bryant 
you know, his helicopter went down dead in a helicopter crash. And I'm like, what? So I looked around, there's no information. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe they're wrong. Why? Maybe they're wrong. And it's, it's sad to say, you know, definitely as, as someone who enjoyed watching him as a player and just seeing him on the court, it's, it's definitely sad to see him go. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say behind Steve Nash and Allen Iverson, that's probably my number three player, favorite player to watch when I was a kid. Um, I, of course, am a Knicks fan. So, I mean, <laughs> when your team's losing so badly, you tend to look at other teams who are doing good. And well, those Lakers were something else. And Kobe Bryant was a big part of that. And I don't know the whole thing. Like you still look at it and it still just doesn't feel quite real. And then I watched, uh, I watched the Lakers game last night and their pregame, man, that was, let me just say LeBron James has had probably one of the best speeches I've heard in a very long time. Um, so my absolute condolences, Chris, you got any, uh, you got any thoughts on all the passing of Kobe? Yes, I do. Uh, I'm not going to go as far to say that he's my favorite player of all time as being a child of the nineties, that, nomination would definitely go to michael jordan but the very close second and probably the second most clutch player of all time is kobe bryant if you need a game-winning shot he was there to lay it down um absolute performer uh never really backed down i mean 81 points in a game it's insane like i posted that as soon as i heard what happened that was the first thing i thought of uh outside of just being sad for everyone involved like it's a very it's very tragic especially because you have like kids and families involved um just rest in peace to everyone there honestly it's just a really terrible situation and um it, it, this happens every once in a while i mean it happens with musicians if you look at like you know leonard skinner or even going back to like you know buddy holly and stuff like that or, or, or steve ray vaughn it's just one of those weird things it's kind of out of nowhere and this is because it's it's something that hasn't happened so long, like in so long, to someone that I was, I guess, emotionally attached to, or at least had watched uh, so much. This one was kind of like groundbreaking for me. So like I I related to my grandma when she talks about like when Stevie Ray Vaughan died. Um, it's just kind of out of nowhere, and it was definitely very shocking and saddening news. Kobe, I'm, <laughs> I don't mean to make like this weird but like yeah it's probably for me it's probably michael jordan Allen iverson and kobe just because uh alan iverson was he was the cool thing to watch when i was a kid but kobe's is great watching him play the celtics with garnett and ray allen and those cats when they had that little feud going um absolute great time to watch and i think my favorite coat uh like my favorite kobe stuff is once Shaq left and he had to kind of prove it himself and uh i think he did man he left a a huge heart, a huge hole in the basketball world. And um, Jerry West had some really, really great stuff to say about him. And I think that it's well-deserved. I did not get a, a chance to see the LeBron speech. I did see his tribute tattoo, which I think is incredible. Uh, you know, like LeBron being considered the Michael Jordan or the Kobe Bryant of like his generation, so to speak. Um, it's just, it's it's been great to see not only like not only the sports world, but like the Grammys and like um, wrestling and just everything taking a well, moment. Even to hockey, play. man. Yeah. All this week we've had players coming out with pictures with them. 
Uh, P.K. Subin had a really good thing. Claude Giroux sent out a really nice tweet about it. It's sports. Yeah, it's just it's it's you know, in not just sports it's touched so many mediums uh it i mean fuck the dude won an oscar yeah he won an oscar and it sounds like people would ask him about like i heard this the other day where he did an interview which obviously after this i was like listening back to some kobe stuff where he was doing the interview where people were asking like why are you just always reading on a plane or writing and stuff and it was because he was like trying to hone that skill after basketball so it's kind of sad that we i know that he was i'm working on a children's book and he did that film and he wanted to do more films and it's just you know uh, it's it's a real sad loss and a great athlete and definitely definitely if you have to have one person take a shot to win the game for you and it's not kobe bryant or if it's not michael jordan then it's definitely kobe kobe right like for me at least as a basketball you got you got three seconds left. You can give it, you know, you can't give it to Jordan who you, who you throw it into like Kobe. It'd either be Kobe or Steph Curry. I mean, Steph Curry is better outside the three line though. And then like on the out, on the outside of that would be like Ray Allen because he's also just weirdly ridiculous in that moment. But (laughs) Kobe would be number one with a bullet. Like, Oh yeah. Just really sad for the family. He's definitely send out thoughts. That's terrible situation. Um, Yeah. It's it sucks to lose. I mean, like this is like losing a Gretzky or a Hal or something. And it's good that we're taking time to at least talk about it, even though this is not a basketball podcast. I love basketball. Exactly. I mean, I'm I'm a basketball fan myself. I played it in high school. I mean, I've I've known about these players forever. And it was it's just really beautiful to see all the tributes that came up. Uh, I got to watch one interview with uh, Olagape. Uh, Victor Olagape of the Indiana Pacers after he hit like an OT winning three pointer. Uh, and he was just, he, he, it was all, whole thing was just uh, his Mamba mentality. And it just, you know, it goes across sports. So we definitely send out our deepest condolences to everyone who was involved with that and the families. Um, but we'll move on from that because it's just, Trying to keep this a happy show. No. Yeah, and I, 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 I will say before we move on, I think like like we talked about, all sports did a really good job of, of covering this, I think, for the most part. But uh Trey Young the same night came out with a Kobe Bryant warm up jersey. You had a Ovechkin do that. Yeah. I mean, when you look at some of these great players and the amount of respect they have, it should tell you how fucking good Kobe Bryant was if he didn't already know. Um but we can send on now because I could lament over Kobe for a yeah. long period of time. Five championships. That's yeah. He's, he's one of the greatest of all time. Absolute shame, but that is life, unfortunately. So, and we're gonna we're gonna switch gears from that over to the hockey world. We got some news coming out of uh, out of San Jose. There, Tomas Hurdle is out for the rest of the season. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I would say it's about time for them to do a little bit of rebuilding. What are you guys' thoughts? I mean, I think they definitely need to uh, to step up and do some building. Uh, Chris, what do you think? I uh, don't think that go. they really have a uh, a choice at this point. With Hurdle being out, they're not going to make the playoffs more than likely. And yeah, I, 
a very aging roster. They have a good back end. They just, you know, they fired Pete DeBoer. It didn't really make a difference. It seems like they're in for a rebuild, and I actually wouldn't be surprised if you maybe see some of that defensive back end move. I mean, Burt Burns is not getting any younger. Um, what is he, 38, I want to say? Yeah, he's up there. Yeah, like he's like Chara old, so he has like one of the craziest careers ever because it seems like as he got older, he got better. And now he's like, kind of, this is the, the cliff and he's slowly declining again. Um, but this yeah, I can, know. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see them. I mean, the man's got a great beard. So like worst case scenario, he could do some YouTube ads for like beard oil or something, but like, he totally um, could, um, <laughs> with that though, do you think, with this inevitable rebuild, restructuring of the team, do you think that this will be the season that Joe Thornton decides to hang up the skates? Because if if it's out of the realm of possibility for them to make the playoffs, um, you know, he he only had a one-year deal, so do you think he signs with another team, or do you think this will be it? Uh, I You know, it, that's kind of tough. Um. The the way I'd look at it, I mean, could he sign with another team? He totally could. Yeah. But where would he go? You know, I mean, he could go back. You know, he could he could throw the B back on. But yeah. what would what would be his reasoning? Exactly to be on the same team as Dano Chara. Yeah, you <laughs> know, like guys in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't yeah. I can't wait for the the grizzled bet line. That'd be fucking great. The, I would love the grumpy that. old men line. <laughs> yeah, like um, Jumbo Joe, one of our favorite players to talk about on this podcast in general, and probably uh, will be a first ballot Hall of Fucking Awesome inductee at some You're point. Damn straight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I I think maybe maybe he hangs up the skates after this year. I just they're gonna go into a rebuild. If they don't trade him before the deadline, which he's had a pretty decent season, it's not been like he, he it's not been terrible. But uh, I don't know. I mean, if you need a grindy person that's really good on the face off, like that's your guy. You could you could pick him up. But I feel like everybody's looking at Tafoli and Kyle Palmieri. And more it seems like more teams are looking for scoring and also Joe Thornton's contracts and more building and be rental. So it's it's a, a little bit of a weird situation. If he hung it up. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like he's a legend, right? So, oh, easily, uh, absolutely is. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I guess it makes the most logical sense for him to hang it up after this season. Um, that being said, I'm not really ready to have a have one less great beard on the ice. Uh, he's a hell of a player. He's one of my favorite modern players. I've said that many times. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is just, it's not a great situation. If they were looking a little bit better or were a strong contender for a playoff spot, I could see him sticking around. Uh, but that's just not the case this season. So I guess it remains yeah, to be seen. I, the other thing I would say, just to keep in mind for everyone, when we're talking about Joe Thornton, if maybe you got into hockey or you just started watching hockey. He was drafted in 1997. He's 40 years old. He is yeah. basically at that Yaramir Yager territory, and he's still a 
really good player and an in front of the net presence. Um, absolute fucking legend. Love you, Jumbo. Yeah, yeah I, why uh, not? I'd love to see the geriatric bears. Yes, <laughs> I would love to see that. Oh, just every I would love to see like. League. I would love to see like Jumbo Joe get pissed at Brad Marchand. <laughs> like, <laughs> Come here, young man. Because <laughs> Jumbo has some great chirps, so him chirping Marchand at team <laughs> practice would be like the highlight of everyone's year. Yes. If he oh if he God. doesn't call him a whippersnapper, he's missing out. Get over here, whippersnapper. I'm going to show you something. Let me show you how to pick up a puck. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like Jumbo Joe would be like, I could fit you inside of my beard, shorty, or some shit like that. <laughs> Say one more wrong thing and you're going back in the fucking beard. <laughs> uh, yes, the NHL does need a yo, geriatric yo, team. Martian. <laughs> yo, Martian, can I borrow some of that butter that you had on your stick to grease my beard up? <laughs> Ah, old Landa Lakes. I do love him. Hate him to death, but I do love him. He makes for some interesting things throughout the season. Um, fuck, I, was, I had a good segue, and then I just fucking lost my train of thought. We'll move on to the Chicago Blackhawks. Is just is a very inconsistent team. Like, you never know if they're going to be terrible for a season or they're just going to side decide to pick it up midway through the season and become a serious playoff contender, uh, which, you know, I'm, I haven't looked at the uh, standings here yet today. So I'm, uh, I'm going to do this on the fly as a professional truly does. So looking at it, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're right behind Nashville at 54 points. So definitely not out of the realm of possibility for Chicago to make the playoffs, but, uh, you know, that's. Would you guys agree that they're a very inconsistent team, or do you just think this shit's like calculated throughout the season? Like, oh, we'll just suck for the first half, and then we'll really pick it up at the end. So neither would surprise me, honestly. I mean, yeah, I, that's a tough one with that with that team. I don't know if it's just because they've constantly been inconsistent, or. It's just all right. Well, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe they're saving it. But it's, it's, yeah. I can't, I can't say that them as a team are like, yeah, we're gonna wait. All right, you know, they had us in the first half, but we're gonna take the second. You know, I can't see them as a team doing that. I, I just think that some games they go out there and they're really feeling the ice, and other days they're tripping on grooves. That's true. That's probably very true. So it just seems like they've uh they found a bit of luck. So I mean, I hope it holds out. Cause honestly, it's it's one of those teams you love to hate, and me especially, which is a well documented reason, as they did beat the Flyers in the Stanley Cup. But it, again, it's a team that you know that's a fucking original six team, and it's good to see that being a good player is still relevant after you know like a hundred years of being in existence. Not like the current Detroit Red Wings, who have just decided that hockey's not the sport for them this year. Hell yeah. So, Chris, to you be, got to me be uh, fair, to, to be fair, To be fair to the Red Wings, they did go to the playoffs like, what, like 25 years straight or some shit? So yeah. Can't bust on too, too so. Well, the Blackhawks did. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, but these that. teams also have friggin' like a hundred years of existence. So <laughs> I mean, well, the Devils yeah, twenty years straight. So there's that or whatever the fuck that they were the second longest running. Uh, yeah, no, I think they live and die by Patrick Kane and 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 Taze. Kane and Taze, they're just you know they're right Batman there together and. And Taze has not been great the past few years. I feel like he's declined faster than expected. But they have $13 million of cap space and a lot of ability to add someone before the trade deadline's up. And they have decent goaltending when Corey Crawford doesn't actually break his foot at like a My Chemical Romance show or whatever the hell that <laughs> shit was last year. Hey, you uh, <laughs> wanted to enjoy the Black Parade, okay? Leave him alone. <laughs> what? No, it wasn't even My Chemical Romance. I think it was like Fallout Boy. It was like oh, something. Oh, God, that's worse. <laughs> yeah, he like broke his foot at a concert or something and it was out. So Are you like, hopping in at the mosh <laughs> at a Fallout Boy show? <laughs> you can't even make this shit up. Like, the, my goaltender broke his leg at like. <laughs> so <laughs> there I was. Backstreet Boys and he tripped over a little step and fell and broke his leg. And uh, Lance looked at me and said, dance, dance. And I did. And I fell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, yeah. So I, you know, they have, they have a chance to pick up some pieces. And, what Seabrook's out. So they'd be yeah. looking at a defenseman, I would assume. So probably like Dumba or uh, was it Dumba? I'm trying. I'm fucking, I'm pronouncing Dumbo. this. We're going to call him Dumbo. Yeah. Dumbo. <laughs> Uh, he's probably a good choice, or Vatnin, but Vatnin's more of an offensive defenseman. That's just not what they would be looking for. I feel like they're going to move some stuff, and they'll probably end up making the wild card just because Patrick Kane somehow just always drags that team out. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> he it, must have crazy. a powerful back. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how it is. We were just talking about this like a few weeks ago, and they were way out of the playoffs when we were talking about it. And they're like, oh, Patrick Kane's <laughs> he's got like a, a what is it, like a seven point streak or something in three games. And then you look at it and you're like, yeah, now that division's kind of shitty. They could they could pull their way out. <laughs> I feel like that whole team is just grabbing onto strands of his mullet. <laughs> yeah, just riding it. Just Not letting go. Along, you know? I uh, mean, I know we talked about it last week, but him like no selling. <laughs> all of St. Louis booing him was like the best thing of all time. <laughs> He's just smiling. He's like, eh, I'm just having a good time guy <laughs> signing <laughs> autographs for like the three Patrick Kane fans that happened to be in St. Louis. And you know, one of those St. Louis fans came up. He's like, I fucking hate you, but will you sign this for my kid, please? Thanks. You dick. <laughs> the worst part is like, they're a solid team, you know, stat wise, they're, they're a pretty strong team, you know, they're, they can play, they really can, but they just get into moments where, you know, two minutes left in the second period and they're like, how do we hockey? It, it, it blows my mind that, you know, you watch this, you're like, what is going on out there? It's just one of those cities are in that special friggin' division that you could just be garbage for a long time and win a couple games and suddenly you're in the playoff race. Oh, hey, we're in but, third. Yeah, Where'd this come from? The thing about, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I will say Chicago statistically always gets better down the stretch the last like six or seven years. So there may be a little bit of what you were saying with a sandbag. Um, I, I don't necessarily know that that's the case this year. 
but it's it's a thing. I I think they definitely save Kane, yeah. or he, at least he has like some kind of like Lisa Simpson modulator that helps him skate around or something. Like when she was able to tap dance so well, that he turns on mid season or something. It's fucking weird. That wouldn't surprise me. Really wouldn't. Uh, we'll go ahead. Did you guys did you guys see round two of Cassian versus Kachuk? Oh yes, I did. That is a, that is a sequel that lived up to the hype because <laughs> it was fucking beautiful. <laughs> he tried to fight back. He just got rocked. Sat right so down. Hard. <laughs> he yoinked him to the well, ground. It was great. <laughs> Dude, he got worked. <laughs> like, it looked like a. It looked like if like Floyd Mayweather fought me. <laughs> it was bad. It was did bad. not go well for old uh, old Mister Kachuk, but you know what? Kudos to the guy for having the balls to step back up to him. But yeah, it was, wonder, just, it was funny as shit to see him get get his ass kicked. I wonder if that was like in the locker room. They were like, "You got to do this," or they. Like, there's going to be some dirty shit happen to us down the line. You know what I mean? They're like, you just need to go ahead and have the fight, man. Like, if you lose, you lose. It's not a big deal. Like, like you know, the coach pulled him aside. He pulled him into his office. He's like, take a knee, bud. I'm going to need you to go out there and get punched in the face repeatedly. I can't have someone turtle on my team. I mean, he had to take the fight. Like, he hit the guy dirty twice. Like, And then you turtled when you got your ass kicked. And, and you know, like the kind of repercussions that come from that. Like you, I mean, you saw it with Bertuzzi, right? You just swing that stick up high or McSorley. Um, so I think it's good that they just got that out of the way. I, I definitely think the team captain pulled them aside and was like, "Just gonna have to." Was it Gior- Giordano's their captain? Mark Giordano. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> yeah, bud, like, you're gonna need to get punched. <laughs> he's like, "Look, bud, you you set it off. <laughs> I think we would have been okay if you didn't hit him behind the net in those two plays, but." Here I mean, we go. This is, this is all person. on you now. Either you win and we all give you congratulations, or you get your ass kicked and we all know what's going to happen. So, I mean, either way, we already know the outcome. It's fine. <laughs> I love that you're Mark Giordano as an Italian dude in Brooklyn eating at an Italian restaurant. Hey. <laughs> I still can't stop. I still can't stop laughing about the second hit that set that fight off in the first yeah. game. <laughs> where McDavid grabbed the shit out of him, yeah, yanked him out of there. But McDavid's like at the blue line guarding a defenseman, just yelling, "Head up, head up, head up!" <laughs> <laughs> Fucking captain, it's Captain Canada. This is what McDavid is. <laughs> he was trying his best, man. <laughs> oh, so great! Uh, it's great to see him get his ass kicked twice. So I, I really appreciate that. Uh, Man, Cassian also got himself a four-year, $12.8 million extension. Um, not to not to say anything bad about the guy, but, I mean, that, that money probably could have been better invested, I would say. But uh, let's see. What are you, what are you guys' uh, thoughts on this? Because, you know, I, I just don't know if that's, that's the smartest move Edmonton could make. I mean, he's like what a he's a third line, fourth line player. Yeah, can't drop gloves. They need someone to protect McDavid, um, especially if this Cal if this Calgary uh, Edmonton rivalry is really going to set off at some point. I mean, it's not it's not 
it's not the best contract, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I mean, it's not like PK Subban on the Devils right now, uh, bad, but <laughs> it's there could be worse. I mean, whatever, man. Like it, he beat the shit out of Kachuk and they got a contract. It's like maybe that was the bet. Coach is like, yeah, if you wreck him, I'll get you a contract done. I guess I I don't know how that worked, but it was like literally the day after that contract got done, so that was a little weird. I mean, yeah, I, I will say this, you know, like, I don't know if you guys saw the fight. I know I, I know I sent it to you earlier, but wow, you know, <laughs> I expected a little more, but he sat him right down. Like, there was no question. As soon as he threw the gloves off, it was he he the look at his eyes was like, this was a terrible idea. <laughs> and Cassie had put him right down and then he dropped right on him. He's like, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. And here come, here come the linesmen. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. And then immediately, right to the locker room. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they had the contract right there in the locker room. And they're like, all right, here you go. You earned it. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'm going to buy a mouth guard now. <laughs> um, you know what's funny? Uh, his brother beat the shit out of he, like He rolled the wheels off PK. PK couldn't even get his gloves free. So... <laughs> Maybe, like, the one you don't fuck with is Brady, and the one you, you pick on is the other. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day that someone gets into a fight, and then the ref comes to do it, and he just does the old Ross the Boss trick, and he's like, don't you fucking dare. And just keeps beating the shit out of the dude. I mean, well, now I just want to see, like, Calgary versus Vegas, and you roll those two out, Caskin and Reeves. I don't know that I've oh, seen yeah. that fight. No, but that'd be a good-ass fight, though. <laughs> But now I kind of want to see it. That's that's worth that extension alone. Just the, that that might happen. Yes. <laughs> I yeah that that's that'd be great. You know what? I think what we need to do, we need to start a hashtag. All right, get it trending. We need to make signs. We need to we need to do everything. We just got to get Cassian versus everybody. Let's see how many people we can get this guy to fight. Hell yes. We should we should get the we should get the Oilers to make the fucking jerseys where like the name runs across the back of the sleeve. So instead of it just saying Cassian, it just says Cassian versus everybody, but it like runs down the sleeve like some <laughs> of those OG Russian players. Yes. Yes, I I completely agree with that. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> bye, buddy. <laughs> Sorry about that, gentlemen. My son came to visit. That's <laughs> uh, all good. He, he sound pretty hyped about Cassian when you buy him that jersey for it. <laughs> I, you know what? Wait, here we go. Now I have to go get Oilers jerseys. Uh, <laughs> gotta go you know, get those orange and blues, man. Hey, <laughs> if anyone in Edmonton is listening, my son wears a four T. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can put the you can wear you can wear like a Dave Schultz jersey and he can wear a Cassian jersey and it could be like a. <laughs> Like a generational thing. <laughs> you better represent the hammer out there. Nah, my son's not a fighter. You know, we might as well just buy him a Shanahan jersey. <laughs> Get him a Darren McCarty jersey. That'll don't, teach him how to fight. Don't buy him a Shanahan <laughs> jersey, dude. <laughs> don't, uh, don't get made fun of by girls at school. Oh, get him a Probert oh. jersey. He'll come home with like three girlfriends the first day. <laughs> but cocaine as well. So, yeah. like, don't do that. You gotta watch the cocaine. Just get him an Avery jersey, and every time someone tries to fight him, he's like, what, what, what'd I do? Guys, have you not seen how good-looking I am? Because I know how good-looking I am. I tell everybody <laughs> about it all the time. 
I mean, you can get him a little new jersey, and he can escape from a lot of fights, but win like three cups. Like that's <laughs> that's like probably actually the move. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of young kids, <laughs> move over to this one here. This uh, this now I didn't get a chance to see this. Um, Martin Frick. I'm I'm gonna assume that's his last name. It's literally F R K, so it's like Ferk. But I don't want to call him that. I'm going to call him Frick. Um, he set the hardest slap shot in professional hockey at an AHL All-Star Skills competition. And that's he's that's 109 miles an hour. Jesus Christmas. Can you imagine? Even as a goalie, that's going to fucking hurt getting hit with that. Um, it's <laughs> And that's like <laughs> even including fucking the NHL because Zdeno Chara, I believe, previously held the record. Um, but that's because you know his stick's a literal tree branch, and he can just do that. Well, yeah, when you're skating around well, with a redwood, you're gonna put some power behind yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're the size of the stadium, like I said <laughs> last week. Um, I will say that it's been on record that the Golden Jet himself, Bobby Hole, had one at 119 miles an hour wooden stick and even if the gun was off like with a wooden stick like i don't know man <laughs> like what are these records we're talking about but <laughs> that's still fucking impressive like it, like shay weber one of the most deadly slap shots in the entire league hit what, like 106.5 in the all-star game so that kind of gives you shay shay weber who used to play <laughs> for the nashville uh predators yeah who's that guy Oh, they traded him for... Uh, uh, we're not even... Nah, he's nothing anymore. <laughs> 109.2, man. That's it. it. It's over. Game over. <laughs> and that's an AHL player. Yeah. And we'll see. I mean, that's great. But like I said, Bobby Hull, 119 miles an hour, or wherever the hell that thing was registered at. Everyone so was on cocaine at that time. <laughs> I mean, you know, they were <laughs> just looking at it wrong. It was probably 19 miles an hour. I mean, we're going to be talking about Bobby Hull later. I had to watch this documentary about this rivalry in which I was afraid to watch it at work because they just continuously showed Bobby Hull shirtless. Like, <laughs> half the fucking documentary. <laughs> that dude was yoked. Like, he knew about steroids before, like, Russia knew about steroids. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boys, load me up. <laughs> oh. they, they had him pictured, like, if he looked at you, we'd get pregnant, basically, in this video. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Ah. All right. Well, I'm going to toss this one over to you, Chris, because this has to do with your, uh, your, favorite, your, uh, your favorite devil here, Mr. Martin Brodeur. There's an article you sent on why it's why his record is one of the most unbreakable ones. So I'm gonna let you take lead on this one because you know more about it. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, the majority of it is that the reason his record is so unbreakable is longevity uh, more than anything else, which is the win record. And the only person that's probably ever gonna get close is Flurry. it's it's absolutely insane. There's a great article on the hockeynews.com. I guess my thoughts is like when you're talking about 691 wins, um, he's the only person to ever reach 650. That's nice, and, dude. <laughs> so it's going to be a really, really hard thing to break. And I thought this was a really well-written article. And, and definitely, if you're listening to this, check out the hockey, uh, hockey news article. Let me grab the 
author's name real quick. Uh, Jared Clinton. He wrote it. I thought it was a really good article, but he basically was like, there's only one person that's going to come close and that's flurry, but he's 35 years old. And how long does he want to play? If he gets a cup with, you know, if he gets a cup with Vegas, is he just, is he just going to be done? Um, and, and like, you've seen people like, uh, you know, Snyder, great goaltender, hip problems. Uh, Jimmy Howard, you, you see what he's doing in uh, Detroit right Not now. Not much. It's very, very hard to stay that good for that long, especially with as good as the shooters are now and how, how often you have to go in and out of butterfly side to side. Uh, Keegan, what are your thoughts? Because you are a goaltender. Do uh, you think anybody's going to hit 691? <laughs> That's going to be tough. Uh, you know, just just like you were saying with in today's game of hockey, that's that is a really high number you're looking at, and it's it, it, it's more you know the 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 days of having just that that you were a stand up, you were a butterfly. Butterflies tended to to leave a little early, but it I don't think it's gonna happen. I really don't think it will. I mean, maybe. Maybe a rare case is going to come in and he's going to get close, but I don't see that record breaking for quite a long time. You know, maybe when when biotic enhancements come out and these guys get, you know, knee joints that are actually made out of ceramic ball bearings. Sure, maybe it'll happen, but I don't, I don't see that 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 record being broken anytime soon. It'll be Carter. Hart. All right. Well, if I mean, if people. If, if people start turning into androids, then like they have to have, yeah. have the asterisks by their name. Like <laughs> did this, but Android mode. <laughs> so God, can you imagine Android hockey? That shit would be so fucking cool. It's like mutant league hockey. Did you ever yeah. play mutant league hockey on Sega? No. <laughs> There's like, oh, okay. It's, it's a great game where you play like zombies and robots. And it's like, it's kind of like NHL 94 or whatever. Yeah. But you play mutants and, and, robots and and basically there's like one play you can call that just kills one player on the other team <laughs> just <laughs> yes. kind of great um there was also a mutant league football like if you guys have never played that and you have an emulator it sounds definitely, yeah definitely it down sounds that. familiar now that i'm actually thinking about it i have to look into that all right well moving on from mr martin brodor um you guys want to go through these trade rumors real quick, or do you guys want to jump right into the rivalry? I mean, because we mean, could we could talk trade rumors all day. I mean, it's. I mean, I most of these I think we really talked about during the All Star. Yeah. Uh, or at least some of them. I mean, we could hit a few if you want. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's do it up once again. This one's coming from the Hockey News, which really great website. Like Bar Down. Um, great writing. Uh, this is the most of our articles this week have come straight from them. So good source to check out. If you guys want to look it up yourself, it is the hockeynews.com. Uh, this article here is by Matt Larkin, probably of no relation to Dylan Larkin. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, uh, eh, it's again, like, like you said, Keegan, it's a lot of the same names. Uh, you know, you, you got Petrangelo possibly, or even Tarasenko, which, I think would suck, but I mean, hasn't done anything this season because he's been injured. So, I mean, it's like a great player, but is also slightly injury plagued. Uh, so 
that might be a that might be a thing. I have a question for you guys. Um, so they released the website or the the list of best selling jerseys, and Tarasenko's was number two. Yeah. How he is a- he the number two best selling jersey when he's played like four games this year? Uh, he means a lot to St. Louis, I guess. I I think I remember last year during the uh, the finals they did a segment on you know. Uh, how the city has responded to him. And yeah, I mean, he's a very popular figure in the city. So, I mean, I, it stands to reason why they would, why his jersey would be among the most highly sold. That's like Carter Hart's jersey for the Flyers is now one of the most popular ones. Um, well, yeah, but Carter Hart is, his last name is Hart. So he's like the heart of the team. He's also yeah. the goaltender. So you would assume that that would be a big selling jersey. He's a good player. Yeah. And he's actually playing games. Um, but Tarasenko like, does play games too when he's not injured, which unfortunately is a lot. But even so, when he's not, <laughs> dude, he's a hell of a player. <laughs> he wasn't even on the ice when they won the Stanley Cup, though. You you look at that team and you you don't pick up a Bennington jersey or something like any other player on that team that was part of the Stanley Cup run. Like, look, I like Tarasenko. I think he's a great player. I'm not. I I hope he gets healthy and I think I hope he comes back very strong. But like. To go out and buy the jersey of the guy that's not actively playing when your team just won a Stanley Cup, I feel like you're kind of a bad fan. I mean, I I understand where you're coming from with that, absolutely. Uh, but I I do kind of have to disagree. I mean, that that season that they won the Stanley Cup, he I mean, he played. You know, maybe you mean not... like the was the 55 games he played or whatever last season. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. 76 games with the 68 <laughs> points, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I'll give it to him. I can see why people are like, okay, okay, Tarasenko, okay. You know, I mean, th- I can understand that. I, I may not personally like the guy, but hey, you know, I can see where people are going to look at him and be like, he was a major contributor to the team. Then you should have bought the jersey last year, not this year. <laughs> Like, what did he? You do had high hopes. The jersey shells. You had high hopes. In four days, they sold all the or four games, they sold all the Terracico jerseys, and then no one bought a St. Louis Blues jersey afterwards. Like the hell, the, what the hell happened there? Like either there's some very weird numerical counting in the NHL jersey sales office, or like like St. Louis fans don't actually care about their team. They just like that they want to come. Here's what's gonna happen. I go out and buy a Tarasenko jersey. He's gonna get traded next year, you know. So, like, I'll go buy one if if, if you just you just you, you know I'll just add to that number. It's fine because then he'll go to another team. So, all right. So here's a question. Well, I mean, I know we were supposed to be talking about trade rumors, but we're on Tarasenko train now. Um, <laughs> do you trade him, or do you just sign him? Because St. Louis is going to be crunched because of that defense and, and how much money they're already paying other people. And they can't really make any moves right now on the trade deadline. They're already talking about like possibly moving players, maybe, if it's not going to hurt them. Tarasenko is going to be a huge contract. For some reason, I feel like, I don't know how, but this asshole is going to show up in Tampa Bay. And I'm going to hate him and Steven Stamkos probably. The God, same that time. Does seem, yeah, that seems like a really logical place for him to go now that I think about it. I think I think it's all going to be dependent because he comes back in in what March? Yeah, after this season, you know, unfortunately. 
Yeah. In theory, he would be, if they make the playoffs, he would be back in time for the second round if everything goes perfectly, is what they're saying. But that's a big if, you know? I mean, if he... yeah, I mean that could be that could be the big if of like they play Toronto and Austin Matthews scores like ten goals a game or some weird shit because Bennington's <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, I mean that's a thing, that's the thing with Toronto if they like, which I'm assuming that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be Toronto against the Blues. Like, oh Jesus, I, I the West is garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm I'm so glad that with Seattle getting a team, it's gonna knock uh it's gonna knock Arizona back to the central. I'm I'm so happy because Arizona doesn't deserve to be lumped in with the Pacific at all. Oh, it's gonna be so good. They're gonna be playing like I, I feel like they're gonna be be playing so much better once they get knocked back into the central. I feel like if you're realigning like the league, why not put Detroit back in the same division as the Blackhawks? That would be too easy. <laughs> but I mean, we're about to talk about this rivalry. That's an original six rivalry <laughs> with two teams that are probably the most popular teams you could have in the NHL outside of like Toronto. Like, why the hell would you not do that? I don't know. <laughs> The problem is you're making sense, all right? And well, you know, we won't even get into that part. I'm not a hockey. So is the executive. answer. So the so so the answer is I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> is that what we're going with for the answer no, it's, on that one? It's Mullet Man now. I'm Mullet Man. <laughs> Where's Brendan Shanahan? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm I'm going through this article here. I'm. Uh, like it's just names you expect to see on here. Uh, you know what? What's Taylor Hall gonna do if uh, Arizona continues to slide and doesn't make the playoffs? Is he gonna stick around? Is he gonna go to a different team? Uh, Oilers, obviously, since they just used up a bunch of their cap space, <laughs> they could have used to get a get some more offense. Uh, you know that's <laughs> well, that well that that cap doesn't take effect until the next year. So they still have open cap space if they want to make a move. I just, they don't have anything to move. They need no. a defenseman, but I don't, I mean, I, I just don't see them making any kind of big moves at the trade deadline. I mean, I think the biggest thing here is like when you look at teams on the bubble with the Blackhawks um, and the, the Penguins who aren't necessarily on the bubble, but they could get a goal scorer or a defenseman. Um, there, there's some teams there that really stand out. And obviously the top two names as far as goal scoring go are, are Tyler Toffoli, as we've talked about, and uh, Kyle Palmieri, who may be traded. But then again, the Devils may sit on that because they have interim GMs. Uh, Martin Brodeur is the assistant GM right now. That's that's where my team is in life. <laughs> yeah, he used to be goalie coach, but I guess he's just assistant GM now. <laughs> okay, you should just buy the team like Lemieux did. What experience do you have as being a general manager? Well, I managed the fuck out of that net. <laughs> Hired. I managed to not let any goals in when it mattered. <laughs> Good point. You're in. 
Excellent. You start tomorrow. <laughs> Most shutouts of all time. Does that say anything? <laughs> like she fucking write that on her resume. <laughs> One thing I could see uh, with Edmonton needing a defenseman, uh, Jake Muzzin of the Toronto Maple Leafs is a, will be a free agent too, so that might be a that might be worth exploring because Muzzin's a solid defenseman, uh, and I feel like he would click with the uh, with the Oilers' offense as well. Uh, this is more of a question for Keegan, but do you think that like if they shipped you Muzzin and like a second round pick would Georgiev go to Toronto because they need a backup goaltender like bad down this stretch. And I mean, I think that's the big one is like that's the rumor because I mean, outside of uh, outside of their primary goaltender, they got dick all in the back of that net. They might as well have like Corey Snyder's Corey Snyder back there. It's bad. It's really bad. (laughs) They've got their starter and then they've got a a snowman. Um, I mean, I can totally see Georgiev going there as much as I would hate to see him wearing that blue. Um, <clears throat> yeah, if you give you, you give a player and a pick, I, I could see the Rangers easily saying, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You know, they'll call Huska up from Maine. They'll, you know, they'll, uh, they've, they're pretty much Shesty. Shesty's going back and forth between Hartford and the Rangers. And I really think that, you know, if, if they get the correct trade offer for Georgiev, he'll go. And Shesty will just be a mainstay in New York. Yeah, that commute's that commute has got to be uh, it's got to be pretty damn terrible. We sh- we should talk a little bit about Shesty now that he's brought up because this man is full on aggressive goalie. Oh, <laughs> like <laughs> he's a very aggressive goalie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think people will figure it out and expose it, like people like uh, Ovechkin, for instance and some of the elite goaltenders, but man, it's, it's a pleasure watching this guy step out of net like Hasek and go after guys. <laughs> you do not escape from me today. You know, I, I, I totally, uh, I shared the gif of him just, just made, made a save, made a save. And then, you know, he saw the puck get passed and he read it perfectly. And he went out to challenge that shooter and that shooter got scared and shot it right at his freaking pad. <laughs> And he was like, what's up? And then he had to go the eight feet back to the crease so he can guard the net again. Like, he is an outrageously aggressive goalie, and I love watching him, you know, because that's that's a level of play you don't see quite too often. Some people, they want to stay in their crease, and that's that. And I understand that. That's totally fine. But this dude's like, where can I stop the puck from? And I love it. I love watching him on the ice because for a young guy like that, oh, it's beautiful. He's really fun to watch. He's really fun to watch because we get a lot of uh, goaltenders that just play position hockey and you see him kind of moving out. It's great. I kind of wish the shot was against Tyler Bertuzzi when he got in his face, though, because Bertuzzi would be like, fuck it, let's go. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I saw it was the Red Wings, I was like, man, I hope that's Bertuzzi because that seems like he would just be like, let's go, goalie. <laughs> I love Tyler Bertuzzi. <laughs> He's great. He needs to move teams. He used to go he, play he, for Vancouver, you know, with Uncle, where Uncle Todd used to play back before uh, he got that charge on him for hitting that guy in the face with a stick. <laughs> you know, for, for making his NHL debut less than a month ago, he is looking incredibly comfortable and maybe I was wrong. You know, maybe he doesn't need that time down in 
Hartford. Maybe maybe he is ready. You know, after after watching him play as aggressively as he did that last game, I I think I was completely wrong. I think he may honestly be ready. Because down in Hartford, he played a slightly different game. He wasn't as aggressive. He was still aggressive, but he wasn't as aggressive. And just, I I am so excited to see where he goes from here. And I need to order my Shesty jersey immediately. Talk, I'll get one too, man. <laughs> yeah, so like, I don't want to upset you. So if this upsets you, I'm sorry. But he reminds me a lot of Ben Bishop in front of the net. Like Ben Bishop comes out and plays a lot of pucks. And if he can get that kind of control behind the net, like Ben has, like especially in the no broker zone, as they call it, <laughs> the little the little fucking triangle, they're like goaltenders should not have assists. Once again, the goat, Martin Brodeur. Um, if he can get kind of that swagger to him and then fill up the net, was he like six four? Like the guy's, he's gonna be great, and he's only gonna get better playing behind Lundqvist, which is why I feel like you have to move. Georgia like if not before the trade deadline definitely before um the draft because next year you can only protect one goaltender so it's it's a weird it's a weird shot because it, of the expansion next year it, it's crazy seeing this guy because I I honestly thought Talbot was going to be the the one sitting behind Lundy I I really did I thought Cam Talbot was going to stay in that New York organization and and just be dominant, you know, behind Lundy, but I'm so glad they found someone who fits. And I think he's going to, he, Oh, I love watching him. I I do. I absolutely, I'm not going to say I adore the man, but God damn it. He's a great goalie. (laughs) He's, he's really fun to watch. And uh, so is Elvis out in Columbus, both those cats seeing these young goaltenders. It's like the, it's like heart last year. Seeing these guys step up is, is been uh, absolute bliss to watch on a nightly basis. Absolutely. I could not agree with you guys more. And it's God, again, such, such cool names, man. Fucking Elvis. I still don't know how to say his last name. I think it's Merziklins, Merziklins, Marzipan, maybe it's, it's just Elvis. Elvis. Just go with Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the case, if you're going to go by Elvis, man, you need to get a dope ass freaking Elvis helmet. I still can't pronounce Shesty's name last night. Yeah, so no, like, I can't either. Just I, I just, I just throw it like it's a Street Fighter character. <laughs> Shesterkin, <laughs> just shoot the Hadouken out there, and then just see if I anyone mean, notices. You, you guys get lucky, you know. I mean, Shestyorkin. But when you look at his jersey here in the U.S. and especially on the Rangers, it's Shesterkin. So, I mean, it's yeah, very they don't want easy. it to run down the damn sleeve. You got to think of Jersey sales here. Jersey sales, <laughs> Cash, Cassian versus everybody all the way down the sleeve. It's going to be <laughs> the best. I mean, I would totally buy that. You know, would they upcharge me for the use of fabric? That's what I want to know. I think so. They probably do it. Does nameplate <laughs> count as fabric? Like if you have, like if, if your last name is like if your last name is Smith Schuster, do they charge you extra to like <laughs> get over to the arm? All right, that's sir. Fair. That's going to be added twill. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your twill. 
Uh, all right. If you ask for if you ask for a Thrasher's jersey, it's like a hundred dollars extra immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you you just get it from Wish. They'll they'll do you right on Wish. So, with that being said, it is time for us to go back to our roots, like I alluded to at the beginning of this show. We are going to be talking about the Blackhawks and the Red Wings rivalry, a very old rivalry. This one uh, dates all the way back to November 24th of 1926. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, boy, there are some names that there's going to be uh, some familiar names in here, of course. Uh we got a uh, we got some good people in here, but yeah, this is uh, we watched a couple documentaries, right, guys? Uh, so I uh, want to get your guys' initial thoughts going into this before we really get into the meat of this. Uh, Gordy Howe, Bobby Hole, absolute fucking monsters, just ridiculous for their time period, and they shot so hard, and goaltenders didn't wear masks that they just moved the fuck out of the way. So, if you look at Gordy Howe and Bobby Hull's goals, like half the goaltenders, you can't drop to your knees because you don't have a mask on. They just leave. They're like, no, we're out. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I read an interview with uh, the goaltender for the Blackhawks. I, I, I had to look up his name. Uh, but he was talking about, like, in practice, when, like, Bobby would really line one up, he would just dive out of the way. He's like, I'm not... <laughs> No. Like, no good <laughs> not I like have this. pictures with my family tomorrow <laughs> yes. I mean I know Terry Salchuk we were talking about the Red Wings he's a complete badass but like I think even him he's 100, 110, 119 whatever the hell I was talking about earlier with Bobby he's like I'm out I'm yeah I mean in that case you'd have to put an asterisk next to that because the goalie's got the fuck out of the way yeah, you know, well get a chance to stop it did, uh, before we get really into this, did you guys see the Brett Hole <laughs> NHL commentary? Oh my god! On the bench? Yes. <laughs> Not so chirpy now, are you, Wayne? <laughs> Not so now, are you, Wayne? <laughs> I fucking hated breakaways. I never knew what to do. I like when there's like five people there. <laughs> Too much thinking. <laughs> never seen a good player with a red stick. <laughs> Can we? The history buffed me in me. I, I was watching that, and he was like, oh, <laughs> did we quit when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> like, what? What? What did you just say? <laughs> All right. So, Brett Hull, drunken legend. <laughs> drunken legend. And now, now we can continue. Oh, he's already in the Hall of Fucking Awesome, right? Like, <laughs> Yes. He got into the Hall of Fucking Awesome after last year's uh, Stanley Cup speech. Can we also induct him as assistant coach? Because, like, I feel like he needs to be there twice. We need we need sober Brett Hall and drunk Brett Hall. <laughs> Come on. Yes, absolutely. We can uh, we can do that. So, as I was saying, this, uh, this rivalry dates back to November 24th, 1926, when the Detroit Cougars, who was the name of the Red Wings before they were the Red Wings, uh, they beat them the very first time, one nothing. So, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna do in 1932? You're literally wearing knives on boots. So, uh, this, uh, this early, early stuff. The game's goal was scored by Frank Fredrickson. 
Uh, you'd see you got Hobie Kitchen. What a great name. You don't hear that anymore. Hobie. Goaltender Hap Holmes. Come on, these guys these guys sound like comic book characters. You got Frank Fredrickson, you got Hobie Kitchen, you got Hap Holmes. <laughs> Hobie is like the original Kobe. He's like Hobie <laughs> Hobie from mid ice. He's yes. like fuck it. Hobie. <laughs> I just like that this dude's name is Hap Holmes. <laughs> oh, I'm change. I'm changing my online persona on the Chell now. I'm just gonna be Hobie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just taking all the knee clap bombs from center ice like Danny Heatley. Yeah, apparently Hap Holmes also won fucking four Stanley Cups. So, uh, good on him. Not uh nothing to sneeze at there. But uh, we'll get back to it. I was getting sidetracked by these kick-ass names. Uh, Chicago's won the uh, Stanley Cup against the Red Wings in 1934 when winger Mush March. I'm not making these names up. This guy's name is Mush March. Uh, Was he? Did he he happen to be a defenseman? (laughs) He's a winger. That's surprising. With a name like Mush March, you feel like you'd be like at the defenseman. You're like, I'll slow him down because it gets the march. Fuck, dude, this guy, this guy lived from October 18th, 1908 to January 9th, 2002. He lived dude, forever. He literally lived through all of the great wars, <laughs> Vietnam, the Korean War, the Iraq War, and even part of the Afghanistan War. Jeez. Props on that guy. Hell yeah. Like, can you imagine that's just your grandfather? Oh yeah, I happen to I happen to get a game-winning goal in the second overtime of the 1934 Stanley Cup Stanley Cup. Like they were like, nuts. who who were you playing, Montreal A or Montreal B? Because there's like less than six teams right now. This is a Chicago. Can you imagine some like some little like middle schooler coming in to like do a biography on an old person in the home, and he's like, yep. So I scored the first ever overtime Stanley Cup game winning goal in the history of the NHL. And the kid just looks up. What? <laughs> well, no, that honor actually goes to Dan Bain, who accomplished this feat in January 1901. Oh, damn. I read it wrong. For the Winnipeg Victorias. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, no, that was, that was the history of the game. I'm talking the Stanley Cup overtime goal. Oh, yeah. Well, the it wasn't the first uh, overtime goal the only game winning goal. I said Stanley Cup winning. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Although the first. Uh, no. I'm the one that's the wrong. Podcast? Why no, you gotta I... fight me on the podcast, Dakota? Uh, now I, I've I, I brought shame to the podcast. <laughs> are Are you guys gonna fight each other? <laughs> like in like you want to drop the gloves, bud? gloves, right now. Now we gotta <laughs> re-record. Marchand, you guys are basically Marshand and Bergeron. Bergeron, they have that fake fight. Yeah. Let's go after <laughs> the next face off. Well, if you guys need some wrestling lessons, I got you. I teach you how to sell really hard. It'll look awesome for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, let me take a couple <laughs> steps back and visibly fall down purposely. <laughs> well, no, nah, dude. We want to make it look good. We're going to go New Japan style. I'm just going to have Keegan hit you in the face with a stick, and then you do a backflip. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I learned all my moves from the Nature Boy. All right. Okay, so hit him in the chest with a stick and go woo really hard. It works Take out. Take three the same. struts and fall. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. All right. Well, moving on. These teams did not meet each other again until I think uh, it might have been soon. But uh, the Blackhawks, led by Bobby Hole and the great donut shop owner Stan Makita, uh, 
23 years without a title, and they defeated Gordie Howe and the Red Wings. Um, oh yeah, and here's a here's a classic Hole moment. This is this this moment alone. I don't think Bobby Hole is in the Hall of Fucking Awesome, but I think he's going in for this little stunt right here. Uh, Bobby Hole was heckled by three Red Wings fans who eventually climbed the glass and tangled their arms over it before he hit them with his stick. This motherfucker was playing pinatas on the ice with fans. Yeah, Bobby Hole. Hole gives zero fucks, dude. <laughs> it yeah. runs in the family. Bobby Hole don't care. <laughs> I just want to know if he's like, get your damn hands out of here, you youngins. I'm surprised he didn't just wire a puck like that guy from the ECHL. 119-mile-an-hour slap shot. He just started wiring pucks at him. <laughs> Let me Jesus. practice my accuracy here. <laughs> I mean, the Golden Jets, one of the greatest of all time. He's not known as the tough guy that Gordie Howe was. Um, but just one of the best. And there's some great stories about when they were going to play against Russia and it was him and Gordy and they were supposed to be on the same team. And I think one of them got injured, but there's some great stories about the mutual respect between those tough ass players on this team. Um, yeah, just fucking man, legends, legends, man, whipping at 119 miles an hour with a stick and then just fighting fans. That's, <laughs> that's what yeah, legends are made that. of. I will, I will never be mad about a player fighting a fan, you know, because that's just that's bringing more interactive to the spectator. You know, like that's if I was a spectator, I got my ass kicked by a player. I'm coming back to watch that team. <laughs> well, I mean, like, well, there's like 600 people here during this time period. And this one guy's being a dick. It's like very <laughs> easy to spot who's being a dick. You know what I mean? Like, well, he holds like, catch me outside, dog. <laughs> Hey, you want to go to the parking lot real quick, bud? We got some time in the intermission. I got time for a scrap. Oh, I love Bobby Hole to death. So we'll go over this uh, postseason history. You got 1934, obviously, Blackhawks won that. 1941, the Red Hawks, or the <laughs> Red Hawks, the Red Wings won 2-0. Uh, 1944, Stanley Cup Finals, Blackhawks won 4-1. 61, Blackhawks again 4-2. 63, Red Wings 4-2, 64, Red Wings 4-3. Uh, pretty much through the 60s, <laughs> it was a lot of the time uh, Blackhawks and Red Wings um, coming into the semifinals. Cause it just seems like a solid, with the, with the exception of 1962 through, well, I mean, just 1961 to 1966, it was mostly them in the semifinals. Yeah. Uh, these two, uh, well, I mean, yeah, Toronto had that player that disappeared, so they didn't win a cup again until like whenever they found his body. We, we've talked yeah. about that on a yeah, previous podcast, yep. which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, this was the most intense rivalry, and you look back at like uh, how good the fucking Detroit Red Wings during this. There's a like, what do they have, like 25 cups or some ridiculous yeah. shit? Yeah, I mean, like the only amount we chirped them for being bad, but. God damn, do they have a lot of Stanley Cups in that office. I mean, we chirped them for being bad now. Yeah. <laughs> if, this, if this podcast happened in the uh, in the 90s and we were in a radio station, we'd be like, I'm fucking Red Wings, pretty good. And you're listening to WKLAX. We're going to talk about the Red Wings and the Chicago Blackhawks rivalry right after this new song from Pearl Jam. All right. home drop. Pictures of mountaintops. <laughs> wow. Yes. I, I, I think I'm leaving after that. 
that, that's uh, that's my send off. Well, we lost we lost Keegan. Damn it! <laughs> I have to start the search all over again. God damn it! Okay, um, so before with alternative we get, grunge. Before we, get, <laughs> before we get up through the '60s, we should talk about Mr. Terrible Ted Lindsay. Oh fuck yeah, this guy! If you uh, if you don't know who Terrible Ted Lindsay is, probably one of the most important figures in the game in hockey. Uh, this guy was pivotal in getting the players association set up he cared deeply about players uh, just a grindy dude too he was not afraid to drop the sh- drop his gloves um uh, had the nickname terrible ted <laughs> well, imagine stepping on the ice and knowing that gordy Howe's a tough asshole but then on the other side it's terrible ted like yeah. <laughs> what a shit show that would be. The only person there is, you know, Bobby Hull, who's like, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he figured out steroids before the Russians did. Because uh, he was yoked. But, um, no, I, I think the, the there's a great quote when they asked him about, like, the Blackhawks, because he got traded to the Blackhawks, which is, like, really shitty. He won, what, three cups of, like, uh, he led four. No, he had four cups with the Red Wings, so that's a huge fucking deal, um, right? And then he got traded to the Blackhawks in 1957. And, and his quote, when they asked him about going to the Blackhawks for the first time, he's like, "My hatred was sincere." Um, while his hatred towards the Hawks didn't affect his play when he was there, he was always a, a Red Wing at heart. And he said, "I still had the Red Wings tattooed here," and he showed off his tattoo, um, and then tapped his heart like. That man is a Red Wing. He played for the Blackhawks, but he fucking hated it. And it's one of the craziest trades of all time just because of that rivalry. That'd be like if Martin Broger played for the fucking Rangers. Like, it's not. It's just, it's just, it's just something that should never happen or be spoken about. Like, if, if when Broger was at the end of his career, if he'd went and backed up Lundqvist, I would have stopped watching hockey. I'm like, I'm fucking done with the sport. I swear to God. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and uh, goes without saying, guys. Uh, since this man, this man created the union for the players. Uh, without that, like, I mean, these guys were making shit back then. They weren't making shit. Uh, pivotal in creating the players' union, which led to players getting what they fucking deserve. And if you're gonna go out there, put your body on the line, and you know, your good health and stuff, and you're going to go out there and play, you should, yeah, you should make money for that. Uh, so it goes without saying, at least for me, definite Hall fucking awesome candidate, Ted Lindsay. For sure. 100% voted in, Ted Lindsay, Hall fucking awesome. We already have Gordy Howe in there. I mean, if we don't have Bobby Hull, are we going to go ahead and induct him as well? Oh, Did fuck yeah, Bobby Hull's getting in. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I am pretty sure we've inducted him before, but. I know, Double I think knob. it was Brett Hull. It was Brett Hull we did. I gotta go back and listen to all the episodes so I can get an accurate accurate uh, count of who was actually in the Hall fucking awesome. What I will say is read The Devil. If you if you like our little commentary about the holes in general, read The Devil and Bobby Hull. It's a great fucking book. There, if you're not a reader, if you think readings for prisoners, which I kind of agree with, there is the audible version. <laughs> Yeah, I don't read unless I get a free pizza with it. <laughs> There's the Audible version, which you can listen to. It's a great fucking book. It really, really is. It talks about how he is the original $1 million man because he uh, 
he he basically left the NHL to go to the WHL. They paid him a fuck ton of money. And it also talks about like him and Gordie Howe and like all these hockey players would be finished with hockey in Canada and they were getting paid dick all and they would just go play softball and like professional softball leagues. There is some really good stuff in this. He talks about how he was super hard on Brett. Um, Brett being his oldest, I think or he, it's really, 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 really well-written book. Um, definitely check that out. It's, it's worth a listen at the very least. And if you're a reader, then read it. But once again, readings for prisoners. So I don't know. With that, so we're going back through. I mean, these guys have played each other pretty much throughout their entire existence. There's always been uh, there's always been one or two good games with the Blackhawks and the Red Wings. Um, but what we are here for, and what it's most notable for, is the fighting. And I mean, how can you avoid it when you have names like Bob Probert and Stu Grimson, uh, who apparently hated each other very much on ice, and would almost always fight each other. Um, you know, it's similar to how like the Devils, Flyers, and Rangers have hatred for each other. A very, very frequent chant uh, among Blackhawks fans is "Detroit sucks." You know, pretty easy, uh, but definitely gets the point across. These teams have no love for each other, which is unfortunate in this day and age with rivalries dying out. Um, you know, it's it's hard to see. Although maybe this Battle of Alberta will be. The one that stays, I can only hope. Um, I mean, do you mean that the NHL killed the rivalry by moving the Red Wings? Or I mean, they probably <laughs> did. But I mean, look at look at it like uh, look at it the way I do. I mean, like you got games like I don't know. It's just not like as intense of rivalries anymore as there once were. And I don't know if that's just new players coming in who are more focused on. Uh, like the technical aspect of the game, you know, getting as many points instead of, you know, trying to set the record for most penalty minutes. <laughs> I, I feel like it's right. like, I feel like outside of uh, like the Calgary Edmonton stuff that set off. Yeah. And when Subban was in Montreal versus Chicago, the Metro really holds down the rivalries. Like, yeah. These teams hate each other <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Uh, so like if you just if you're into the rivalry shit, then just like pick a team in the metro and then you can hate somebody. It's 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 allowed. Check the Rangers; they need it. Uh, you're a fucking Islanders fan? Oh fuck you! I hate the Rangers. Like just pick a team, <laughs> basically. <laughs> just go at it. It's because they're yet. so close. Just go to a hockey game. Just go to a hockey game. Get really <laughs> drunk and start yelling mean things at the players. Yeah, well, don't do that. I mean, like, not a minor league game, because you could get your ass kicked in the parking lot. <laughs> so, hey, that's like, my kid you were talking about, that. you son of a bitch. <laughs> so. We just talked about Bobby Hole in front of, like, 600 people wholesale <laughs> whipping the shit out of someone with a stick. So, like, we do not advise chirping hockey players. <laughs> but also, at the same time, if that's your thing, man, fucking do it, because I do it every Gladiators game I go to. SPHL Knoxville Ice Bears versus the Columbus Cottonmouths. Two dollar beer night. I'm like three seats from the penalty box. Dude goes in. <laughs> you know, he starts, you know, just I'm the type I'm the type of guy I'm gonna look up your information. Sure enough, he goes in, I'm like, oh. So I look him up. Hey! 
How's it feel to not make the Red Wings, you piece of garbage? You know, just <laughs> just talking smack. He turns around, oh, fuck you, you fat, lazy American pig. A $2 beer night in the middle of Georgia. What do you think happened? Delay a game. You know, beers are raining down on the guy. And I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. I'm tipsy. We're walking through the parking lot. The SPHL wasn't big enough to separate the players' parking lots and the, the fan parking lots, so... I'm not going to say I got my ass kicked. I got a few good hits in there, but God damn it. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut at games, boys. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. And with yeah. that, we end up Keegan into the Hall of Fucking Awesome. He gets to stand next to Scott. We haven't inducted Scott Stevens. You can stand outside the door with Scott Stevens and make sure no one gets across that blue line, dog. Right. Yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> We're the door minders. Keegan <laughs> <laughs> and Scott Stevens are the door minders of the Hall of Fun. Awesome. Scott okay. Stevens will get in there eventually. Yeah, I'm saving that one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he put a... That's like I'm saving most of uh, the fucking <laughs> 70s flyers except for Bobby Clark. I mean, we don't wanna... We're going to do that deep dive into the Broad Street Bullies. Yeah, well... I mean, you got it. It's history. Um, well, anyway, so we're talking about Proby and Stu Grissom, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think the thing I should throw out here first is Probert was the better all-around hockey player. But if I had to fight one of them, which, like, I would definitely get my <laughs> ass kicked by either of them. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> I think I would take Probert over Stu Grissom because, like, Probert was, like, at least nice about knocking people out. Whereas Grissom was just, like... Yeah, I'll just fucking try that shit dudes. again. <laughs> yeah, like, like, Probert would do this thing where, like, he hit you and you'd fall. Like, so if you're a Devils fan, like, you, yeah, no, because <laughs> you can kind of see, you've seen, like, you've seen, Devils never really had a guy like that. Like, they really didn't. Um, Peluso is probably the closest. And, like, you would see Probert and Peluso fight. And, like, Peluso... He fucking he just once he gets into a fight, his skates just goes all wonky ass. Like he he sticks in there, but like so he goes all fucking ass over tea kettle, and Probert would always set him down nicely. Stu, nah, <laughs> like not happening. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, I I'd fight Grimson. I just. Uh, just to be like, you know, uh, just to be able to say, yeah, I stood up to Stu Crimson. I got all my teeth knocked out and my nose realigned, but I did it. I mean, that sounds like a terrible. Why would you do that? That's like, like, oh, I fall Bugard one time. <laughs> Fucking, how did that work for you? <laughs> that sounds yeah. very bad. Did not work out that well. Um. All right, but sorry about that. I. Had a thing I had to uh, respond to. Uh, let's see. Chelios. We get to talk about Chris Chelios, who's another one of my favorite players in the... Well, I mean, bef- before we skip all the way forward, let me just say that the Blackhawks and the Red Wings up until, like, the Red Wings in 93, 94, maybe the Blackhawks as well, sucked in the 80s. They were terrible. Yeah. You just <laughs> watch were... these games for the fights. <laughs> Yes, they were awful teams, um, and you get German, Jeremy Roenick, obviously, on, on, on the uh, Blackhawks, and, and and the Red Wings uh, found a bunch of Russian players because of the defector, who is in the Hall of Fucking Awesome, Ale- yes, Alexander yes. McGinley. Um, 
I'm just going to throw that out there before we get into what you're about to talk about, because now we're moving into kind of the Red Wings dominance for yeah. a long time. Yeah, and uh, as you uh, as you alluded to there, uh, I was just going with the fact that uh, Chris Chelios, who's from Chicago, <laughs> was booed because he was a Detroit player and he had to play the Blackhawks. So just shows that they don't even give a fuck where you're from. You're just you're wearing the wrong jersey. Um, which also happened at Marion Hosa, one of the legendary Red Wings player, when he came back to uh, Joe Lewis Arena as a Blackhawk. So it's uh, no no love loss for these teams. Um, which is like crazy to me that they booed Hosa because at that point that rivalry. I mean, to me, this rivalry is dead, and I could be wrong. Yeah, this like I'm like I'm looking at it here, and it's just yeah, it's it's. Definitely one to talk about just because of all the fights and just the great chirps and stuff. But like, like well, that wise, this that is the rivalry the between, I mean, the rivalry between two of the greatest players of all time, like Gordy yeah. Howe and Bobby Hull. And two of the best fighters of all the time too, with Probert yeah. and Grimson. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely, uh, definitely worth mentioning. I feel like it's an important one to the, uh, the history of hockey, I would say. Uh, yeah, getting into it now, I mean, these these guys have played each other throughout the 90s. Uh, well, I mean, two times in the 90s. And then last was 2009 and 2013. And, you know, it's just been very balanced. I will say that it's not exactly Red Wings heavy and it's not exactly Blackhawks heavy. I mean, more often than not lately, it's been the Red Wings. But, uh, it's just one of those weird evenly matched rivalries, I would say, because both of them. I, I don't know. I, I would kind of disagree with evenly matched if you're looking at like 25 years or whatever, because like when the Red Wings won four cups and they lost the one to Crosby in 2009 with an aging team. Yeah. And then you get two for the Blackhawks. Right. Yeah. Am I wrong on this? Oh, I mean, no, absolutely not. You get the greatness of Pavel Datsuk. Yeah, yeah I mean, you... old drunken Brett Hull in Dominic Hossack, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you get great Russian players who've never fought in their life fighting Colorado Avalanche. I mean, like, if, if I had, if I didn't know anything about hockey, and like, I, I didn't, like, care about the state I lived in or, or like, any players, and I saw that Colorado Avalanche and those Russians stand up, those asshole <laughs> Avalanche fans, and fucking... <laughs> um, I'm getting there. Patrick Ball get worked by Chris Osgood. I mean, Red Wing fan. I don't think that Blackhawks have that moment for me, outside of just Bobby Hull being crazy and awesome, but... Uh, it's, it seems more like the Red Wings were always that, like, the 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 lunch pail kids, kind of. Like, blue-collar, tough, and Chicago was just kind of that other team. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, let's see here. Uh, another thing, uh, it seems like every few years for a while, the uh, NHL would just reconfigure itself. Um which, by the way, it's it's fucking time for a reconfiguring, I would say. Uh, another reconfiguring. Um, so these two teams haven't always been in the same division and stuff, but they've always managed to find each other at some point in the season. 
just two good teams. Like, I mean, obviously we have not as of late, but Detroit has a very storied history with being a dominant force in the NHL. And in that same respect, I mean, Chicago went a long time without being, (laughs) with being terrible. And, uh, then they then they became good again. I think uh fuck, was that uh would that be Patrick Kane's first super or Stanley Cup? I want to say Super Bowl. Fucking I'm I mean scatterbrained. It literally <laughs> it, it essentially happens when Kane and Taze joins the Yeah the Blackhawks. I mean that's it is what it is. I you know they made it all the way to two thousand nine Western Conference Finals, lost to the Red Wings. They get there in two thousand thirteen and they're down 3-1 and make a comeback. They they overcome the the mountain that was the Red Wings to the Blackhawks and then they won the Stanley Cup and then they won again. Yep. Um so like if you're looking at Blackhawks history recently, if you're only a fan for the like the if you're not looking at the history of hockey and you look at Blackhawks you're like, "Oh fuck the Red Wings." But like if you look at it for like all of history, you're like <laughs> Red Wings. Yeah. <laughs> like basically it's true. I mean, it's very true. And these are two. This is two cities. I mean, this is Chicago and Detroit. The hockey's not the only place they have fucking. They have bad blood in. I mean, you also got the Bears and the Lions. You got the Bulls and the Pistons. I I know, especially in the '90s, the Bulls and the Pistons was a <laughs> was a hot and heavy rivalry. Oh, with uh, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, Bill Wayne Beer. Yeah, the the, the high elbow boys. of Isaiah Thomas. Yep, the bad boys. <laughs> I, I feel like Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas like literally sat in the parking lot and took like a sandstone like you would to a knife and sharpened his elbows. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, just He's like, I'm going to stab this dude in the forehead with my elbow real quick and then pop this three. No big deal. <laughs> I like Isaiah Thomas. I'm not. I'm, no. Detroit Piston fans don't get at me on Twitter. <laughs> don't hey, need you, it. Fuck you, man. Talk about Isaiah Thomas <laughs> like that. He was like, well, you already said Jordan's your favorite, so we already know what it is. Like, I, I don't need it, man. I don't need Just it. Just a bitch-ass Bulls fan. <laughs> hey, man, Dominic Wilkins. That's that's my guy. I'm a Hawks fan. I feel so, like that saying you're a Hawks fan is just like everybody feels so bad for you. They just ignore that you exist. <laughs> yeah, and that's the polar opposite of the Knicks. Everyone knows you're a Knicks fan, and they just continue to give you shit about it. Uh, yeah, well, you're a Knicks fan. You deserve to get chirped yeah. a little bit. <laughs> just a little I'm bit. just a glutton for punishment, man. <laughs> That's what it is. And, at least, I'm, I wish the Knicks would bring back the old brick logo for the yeah. New York Knicks. Yeah, just said Knicks. Like, bring that back. <laughs> if you can't bring back a winning team, you yeah, might have to well front office, the but then yeah, and then bring back the bring back the thing. I could go on a tangent about basketball, but this is not a basketball podcast. This is a hockey podcast. So who do we have in the Hall of Awesome? Because we're we're at the end of the show here. Yes, uh, if you guys did not know that we are wrapping things up, this is generally how we wrap things up. So yes, Ted Lindsay definitely fucking he might as well be the supervisor of the Hall of fucking Awesome because. I mean, that's how important of a player I would say he is. He uh, also knows how drunk I am, so like he's got to keep it in check for me. He's like, yeah, you know, he's my CFO. Yes, he's my CPA. What the? Uh, You're just my, saying letters yeah. now. That doesn't even mean. Yeah, anything. he's my ABC. Don't you know? <laughs> what? Oh <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, so we got Bobby Hall, 
and Ted Lindsay going into the Hall of Fucking Awesome today. I thought we had so. one more. Uh, oh, we inducted Brett twice. Oh <laughs> yeah, and uh, okay. So <laughs> like in like in any video game, when you have different skins for a character, we have one skin that's uh, sober Brett Hole, and then we have one skin that's shit face Brett Hole. <laughs> well, no player Brett Hole and coach Brett Hole. Well, actually, we should induct him three times because pedestrian Brett Hole might be the greatest of all of them. Just I can't have Brett Hole just says, taking up stock spaces in our damn Hall of Fucking Awesome. We can, and we will. I'll just put a little two by his name. For I, I like, I like their spaces and Hall of Awesome that's just in our minds. Hey, no, I was making it look really good on the website. Oops. It was nice looking. We'll just put, like, Young Brett Hole, Fat Brett Hole, and Coach Brett Hole. (laughs) Make sure you get that one shirt where he says Brett Hole's a cheater, where he's wearing that shirt. (laughs) Make sure you just put that one in there. Everybody will accept it. It's fine. (laughs) Yes. All right, boys. Well, that is the Blackhawks-Red Wings rivalry. Like I said, not not like a deep dive into it. There isn't, I mean, it's just, it's an important one for the for the players involved like there's important names that you know made their career with these teams so you know it goes without saying you can't you know you can't just you can't miss it uh yeah the blackhawks should have drafted more russian players turns out yeah (laughs) should have drafted more russian players (laughs) that's that's really the story of the 90s like yeah Draft Russian. <laughs> Listen, it's either, proven it works. <laughs> That's all the have, scout book says. You open up you, the scout book, it literally just says draft Russian. You either have Lemieux, Messier, or Brodeur, or you draft Russian players. That's just how shit works. The harder the last name is to pronounce, the better he probably is on ice. I don't know. He doesn't look Eastern European. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm Eastern European. <laughs> I'm definitely not just an Italian guy trying to play hockey. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, real quick before we go, let's get a quick roundup. I think the fans expect this of us. How do you feel about your team, Dakota? Are you going to make the playoffs? It's hard to say. You know, uh, Brian Elliott has really stepped up in Carter Hart's absence. I think – I mean, he's a great goalie to start with. So, I mean, it was good that we made this decision for a backup goalie. I mean, it's it's proven to work out a little bit better. I think if they keep up the amount of uh, physical play that they're doing and Kevin Hayes stays being fucking incredible on the power play, fuck yeah, we're going to the we're going to the damn playoffs. All now, right. whether or so, not we have enough depth to make it far in there remains to be seen. But yeah, I I, I don't see them not going. Keegan, same question. <laughs> I like how you're already laughing as you ask the question. <laughs> Fuck, um, I'm gonna like, when it gets asked back to me, it's gonna be like hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, <sighs> no, no, I got, I can't say they will, and it hurts. But I mean, before January, they had a 26 percent chance of even making it to the playoffs, and with the way the teams are looking, with the way the divisions are looking. <sighs> Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. There's a lot of teams that were a lot better this year. And, you know, we, the Rangers kind of, they came together a little too late in the season to make a difference. Yeah, so 
here's the glaring question because I know Rangers fans. They're like Bruins fans about this person. So the Bruins have Brad Marchand, and you guys have Chris Kreider. Chris Kreider is the one on the trading block. How sad are you going to be if if Kreider's no longer a Ranger? I'd like to plead the fifth on that at the current time <laughs> because that is our All Star. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stay quiet on that. Third fa- third fastest skater in the league, right there, Chris Kreider. <laughs> Look, Chris Kreider's a great player. Um, I expected more of a reaction out of you because I feel like that every Rangers fan I've talked to besides you, they're they're super hyped on the Chris Kreider. So. He's our all-star. I'm not gonna. He's he's our all-star. That's that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dwell on it. I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to think about him leaving. I don't want to put those sort of negative vibes into the universe. Uh, he is our all-star. He is the Ranger all-star. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna plead the fifth. I'm not gonna put any negative vibes into the air that might be picked up somewhere important. I, I, I'll say this. Chris Kreider in a straight line is faster than anyone in the NHL. The only thing that slowed him down in that all-star game is making a turn. As soon as he had to turn around that net, he was like, ah. No. Well, God damn it. In milliseconds. <laughs> I thought it was going to be just a straight line. <laughs> but in a, in a straight line race, I think he might have McDavid. I think he might have him. He's got like a really great stride. So there's that. All right. You guys asked me about my team. Yes, I, I want to know if you think at, at this February 1st of 2020, do you think the New Jersey Devils have what it takes to make the playoffs where they're sitting in dead last in the Metropolitan? Well, I mean, second to dead last in the entire NHL. OK, so. but you're uh, also you're, you're not going to you're not going to beat the Red Wings in that race. They're just going to stay terrible. Uh, I mean, we're hoping for a draft pick, I guess. I You've been hoping for draft picks for the past two years now. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> I thought, it, thought this was going to shape up to a good season. Uh, turns out Subban's not the player that I thought he was going to be. And uh, Simmons that is defense not the player is terrible. That thought. And also Snyder just fell off a cliff, which was very unexpected based on the preseason, but... That's what happened. So uh, as far as the Devils go, uh, let's get some picks. Let's get some prospects. And uh, let's get that number one draft pick, Lafarine in here, uh, elbowing people in the fucking head. We didn't talk about that, but three-game suspension, doesn't matter. He's a fucking all-star. Let's get him up in here. And if not, can we, like, pick, like, sixth and get, like, that really good Russian goaltending prospect whose name slips my mind right now. But, yeah, that's, that's where we're at in life. And then hopefully just ruining – like penguins, rangers, flyers, lives just making them go to overtime and then be exhausted the next game. We can, we can go for that. I'll I'll be cool with it. You just you're just looking to be the menace of the metropolitan, is that what you're about to tell me? Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what the Devils have been all year. Like it's like <laughs> what 11 overtime games or something. They're just like, "Oh, you're going to play us, but it's going to be a long time." It's like the score's like 5-5. Five, five. How does that even happen? We didn't come here to win, but we did come here to waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> the the New Jersey Devil doesn't even have the the 
Jersey Devil head on anymore. It's just the troll face. He skates <laughs> out. It's just some guy just wearing like half the suit, smoking a cigarette in the corner, just like, yeah, woo. Let's go, Devils. All right, look, I love the Devils. Martin Berger is the assistant general manager right now, so uh, maybe we'll get some goaltending. We'll see. <laughs> well, you can't uh, lean on Blackwood forever. Yeah, he had a really bad game. Um, and I would have felt terrible about it, except for Pecorine also had a really terrible game. So I just assumed that both those teams just had shit defense. Like, <laughs> Well, Pecorine also fucking scored a goal as a goalie this year, so he doesn't need to do anything else. How many goals he have? One. How yeah. many goals Brodeur have? Three. Assistant oh. general manager oh. turning the team around. <laughs> Rebuild. You think that's on his business card? He just hands it off. Like Martin Brodeur scored three goals as a goalie. <laughs> I just, I just like to think of his fucking like fancy letterhead that says Martin Brodeur in like gold, <laughs> and, like, like raised lettering. Resume. It's just yeah. He just hands out three in. time goal scoring goalie. <laughs> he like points at it. He's like, You see that time I scored three goals as a goaltender? That's really hard. Like, that's. <laughs> he fucking hyperlinks a YouTube video on his resume. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Birdoo doesn't know how computers work, so he just, like, hand writes it in there. <laughs> like, like he's got his resume school. wrapped around a VHS tape of his greatest hits. <laughs> scored to Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> hey, my niece, uh, my niece traded this, and I don't know why everyone sounds like a goddamn Bronx man, but that's, yeah, that's why, how this is gonna work why today. I mean, he's like this, like Canadian, <laughs> super Canadian. Sorry, yeah. hold on. <clears throat> yeah, Bruder is like so, yeah. French Canadian, <laughs> so oh. you gotta go like super hard. He's from Montreal. <laughs> I can't do a French accent. I'll give him a Canadian one. So he's like, so yeah, my uh, niece went ahead and put this VHS here on a DVD, so uh, I kind of am in the future now, eh? <laughs> Let's go to Tim Hortons and celebrate. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta call my Timbits team. Tell them I'm gonna be a little late. <laughs> we'll play some pond hockey after this. Oh yeah, you gonna get out there with the ponders? <laughs> we love you, Canada. Pretty- We're not making fun of you. Please don't hate us. <laughs> we fucking love you. And also, I did specify that Montreal, <laughs> like Broders from Montreal. Yes. So these. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm sorry. I can only I can only do like Manitoba and Saginaw yeah. and Shawinigan. I can't, I can't do that. Bronx for some reason. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> hey, I'm walking in. <laughs> yeah, like his accent is basically. Hey, I'm walking over here. every time. <laughs> hey, we walk into the garden. We making our way. <laughs> making my way downtown. Come to me walk- with this. On the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> like, <laughs> Alright, well, we're off the fucking rails. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can hit me at at Chris R. Patton on Twitter. At Christopher dot R. Patton on Facebook. Listen to this podcast, obviously. And also listen to Wrestling Geeks Alliance if you're a wrestling fan. And as always, check out Geek Vibes Live. Check it out. It's on Facebook. It's it's all over the place. It's on Twitter, it's on the yeah, whatever. Spotify, all that shit. Get it. And you can find me at LaShock Dakota on Twitter. I swear I don't bite. One of you is bound to follow me. I know it'll happen one day. I keep checking my notifications, but mostly it's just just teams that I'm following that are tweeting out stuff. So got that I'm not, going. I'm not me. gonna follow 
I'm not going to follow you until you follow me. All right, fine. I'll follow you. Right. I'm sorry. I'm just not a social media guy, but I'll, I'll make the exception this time. Um, yes, you can find me at LaShock Dakota on Twitter. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a huge social media guy. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Just don't hang out on the interweb a lot unless it's Reddit. Um, so there's that, but yeah, uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Uh, I'm going to toss it over to you, Keegan, and not cut somebody else off from their outro again. <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, you know, that kind of sounded like a dating profile towards the end there. You yeah. sure we're doing the outro? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Long walks on the beach. <laughs> Since we're on the internet, I'm 6'5", 207 pounds. <laughs> no, I like to have fun. Do you like to have fun? <laughs> I spend my Saturday nights playing Dungeons and Dragons with my friend Kevin. <laughs> Come on out and join us. So that's going to do it for me here on Skates and Throats. Again, thank y'all for joining us. You can catch me on the bird at L-O-L-O underscore Keegan, K-E-E-G-A-N. You can catch me on Twitch, the same name. You can catch me on that Xbox if you want these hands. Our good friend Chris already found out he doesn't want them at Lolo Space Keegan. (laughs) Thank y'all for listening. Yeah, I'm gonna let them know that you got your ass whooped, you and your devils. You're the you're the worst. You're like absolutely <laughs> the worst. You're Meanwhile, totally I'm sitting right. over here, blissfully ignorant in the land of the PlayStation. <laughs> I'm literally picking Toronto and scoring nine on you next time. That's I fine, baby. I got my whalers ready. <laughs> oh, you guys have a wonderful week. We'll catch you on the next episode of Skates to Throat, and that'll Peace do. Out. Let the geek vibes be with you.